back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. All right, today we're going to talk about 15 items to stockpile before the coming food shortage. Now, you're probably saying, well, Chuck, I don't even know if there is a coming food shortage. Well, there's always a coming food shortage is what I would tell you. But uh, no, what I'm talking about is uh, inflation. And inflation is coming and I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, gas prices have been going up a little bit. I believe OPEC said they're cutting uh, oil production by 200 uh, million barrels a day. I think that's the number. Either way, it's 2% of the uh, the world oil supply is being cut. And petroleum is used to make fertilizer. And also, I don't know if you guys know, but there is a uh, war going on over in uh, Ukraine. And this Ukraine, turns out, is a large food supplier. And it turns out, it's not just, you're like, well, I eat meat, and that's not meat, and, but guess what meat eats? It eats grains and shit that come out of Ukraine. So right. these are things, um, oil comes out of Ukraine. A lot of this going on, it's things we need to prepare for. So uh, basically, let's talk about it. Um, did you see, so... OPEC, they they said, hey, we're cutting the oil production because Russia got together with them and and they had a little talk. Mm -hmm. And our fearless leader, uh, Biden, goes over and is like, hey, you guys, um, you know what would be great? If you could just wait two months, you know, like maybe after November and then raise Mm -hmm. gas prices. But that's what he asked for. He didn't say don't raise oil prices and screw us. Right. He said, could you wait till after the election? Like he just mm. said, wait two months. I interpreted that as right. wait till after the election. But, you know, whatever. Right. Anyway, 15 items. Kevin, what is the most important thing that we need to stockpile if we are ready uh, for basically food prices to go up? What would we be worried about? Yeah, well, I mean, first off, I would start with things that – um. You know, I always see these uh, like food storage, um, food storage uh, lists and things like that. that. Shit, you should store up and and stuff you should hang on to. You know, get your canned vegetables and all that sort of stuff. But the you know the main thing you need to we need to focus on is what's going to last forever. You know what I mean? What is what are going to be the long term food? So let's just run through a list of stuff that you can get and you can store it, and you don't have to worry about rotating your stock and all that sort of stuff. So uh, dried beans and dried rice are right at the top of the list. Now, you can't just, you know, buy them in the bag that they come in and, and expect, expect that it's going to last forever. Yeah. Um, you know, beans and rice can get uh, insects in it and, and, you know, do damage to it even when it's stored. Um, a lot of people like to use those my- mylar bags, and those are great. Those are great because it doesn't get through there. Oxygen doesn't get in. You know, and it really stores them long term and it does a good job doing it. There's a lot of different ways you can store it, though. You can can rice, you can uh, can rice, you can can beans, all that sort of stuff. You just you want to have those oxygen absorbers for anything like that that you're going to store dry. You know, Um, that goes for, you know, it goes for for anything that's that's freeze dried, like pastas and things like that, too. You want to the oxygen is what causes the the damage to that stuff, oxygen and, and moisturizer. So you want to just 
keep on top of your game when you're when you're packing your stuff. And if you do it right, you should be good for forever with that sort of stuff. Uh, another another uh, couple items are are pop tart or uh, popcorn. Sorry, uh, salt, like pop tart, sugar, honey, vinegar, um, liquor. Whiskey is a great a great prep. Uh, just heads up. Um, let's see. Uh, instant coffee, soy sauce, uh, maple syrup. You know, a lot of this stuff is things that you can buy off the shelf and put it on your shelf and just keep it there and until you're ready to open it and use it. And I think, uh, you know, nobody wants to be eating rice and, and being honey for the rest of their lives. But, you know, it'll keep you it'll keep you alive and move it. And those are things that you can set and forget. You know what I mean? You pack that, store it, get it in a five gallon drum and set it up in the, in the basement somewhere. And you're going to be good and ready to go whenever whenever things get really uh, nasty out there. Now, a lot of people do other things like um, uh, Patriot Supply, um, uh, MREs, and that sort of, you know, freeze-dried food. Those are great, um, but, you know, you really want to pay attention to the price and the quality of those things. You're going to spend a lot of money for MREs, and, and if you get my Patriot Supply, you'll, you know, you'll save some money, but it's not something you're really going to want to eat, you know? And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a balancing act there. With, right. when it comes to that sort of stuff. I mean, do you really want to starve to death or you really want to live, you know, without starving to death and all you, but all you've got to eat is, is rice. I'd fucking kill myself, well, you know? Yeah. But wait, what if it's rice and whiskey? Mm. If you're like, Oh, different story altogether. Right. <laughs> Game changer. Right. Uh huh. No, but there's, there's, I, I like to think, like you said, that that long-term food storage, uh, legacy, uh, my Patriot Supply, a lot of these companies, um, Augustin Farms, uh, they might uh, be sponsoring this episode. I don't even know yet. Um, still waiting on some emails. So put a link in the bottom in the show notes. I'm just saying that could be helping out. Uh -huh. But anyway, these things... They're good for the stuff that you want to cash, the stuff that you want to bury and save or or have in that hidden closet that set it and forget it. There's a lot right. of things like that where you can put it away and never have to look at it again. Then you have a whole stock that you need to rotate and, and go through. Um, the big thing is, is what do we need now, right? So obviously... If you have, and you're trying to focus on immediate and right now, and you're new to prepping, and this is like a basic, hey, I'm just getting started. This is overwhelming. I don't want to get scared and, and you know, blow my five grand that I have. And I'm worried about inflation and every penny I have would be caught up in, in survival food and, and stuff like that. Don't panic. We're not there yet. We don't need to panic. <laughs> We do need to start taking action though. And what I would say is if you have money, we're going to go through and give you a nice list of, of things that you need to be buying. But if you don't, let's, let's, these are, you know, Kevin just went through a big tear of uh, items that you should be picking up extra. But how about when you go to the store, you buy an extra, you know, you buy two items instead of one um, mm -hmm. with certain things, you know, you, you're like, Hey, you know, I'm getting kind of low on honey. Let me buy another honey to put on the shelf. Um, guess what? You're at Sam's Club. 
25 pound bag of rice, Costco, wherever you go, you know, wherever you buy bulk, I, I Walmart, right? Everybody mm-hmm. can go to Walmart and they have big bags of rice. Um, five gallon bucket at Lowe's. You put the rice in there, pack it up, get as much air out because you load it up as much as you can. You seal that up. That's going to last two, three. I got to say, I've I've kept them as long as five years and not seen anything in it. Um, I, I know uh, Mayhem, uh, Mayhem Country Living. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And I, I always get confused. But Mayhem Country Living did a video on freezing the stuff before you pack it up and killing the uh, the insects and things like that. That seemed to work out really well. And he had good results with that. Um, you may want to check that out. And too much honey, you can make mead. That That's right. an option, right? It's never um, But so the bottom line is, you buy a couple of extra items each time and you start putting away. The idea is to start somewhere, start doing, you know how, when you start a savings account or whatever, as a child, and you're like, Oh, I put a dollar in there. I have a dollar, but after five weeks you have $5 and you're like, Oh, that's, that's getting to be something, you know, maybe as a grown up, maybe it's $50 a week and you have two fifty after, you know, a couple months or whatever, you know what I mean? I can do math, but you know, a month and a quarter there, whatever. But it, it adds up. And that's right. the thing. You keep going and, and building. And that's what you need to do. You need to start. But you need to start practical. Things that are going to last a little bit, but things that are going to work. So in a perfect world, we do the long-term food storage. We get a decent, probably, I, I would say expensive food storage, long-term stuff. Stuff that's going to last 25 years. I would look at, I would want six months for my family and Mm -hmm. that's a a ridiculous amount of money. All right. That is, I understand that. It's a lot of food. It's a lot of money. So I wouldn't go crazy. I wouldn't run out and do that in a day. That's something you plan and save up for. That's an ideal situation. That stuff I would have hidden somewhere, whether it's cached and buried, whether it's in some kind of secret hiding place, but I would have that. Then I would move in into my rotatable stuff. And these are your things like rice um, and, and your honey and that kind of thing. These are things that are going to last a bit longer, but you still need to be checking on it and rotating through it. I actually buy 25 pound bags of rice and I actually use 25 pound bags of rice. I know that mm-hmm. sounds insane, but it's true. Um my, my family, the way we cook, we do things. We set it aside. Now, mind you, I'm not eating a lot of the rice, but people in my house are. And so that works out great. Um, there's other things that are great belly fillers that will last a good two years. Um, I know at Sam's Club, I buy like the big bulk uh, um, pancake mix, right? That stuff, you can fill a lot of bellies and a lot of calories, uh, the one that I get there doesn't require eggs. However, I have chickens. I can add eggs to that and even thicken it up and end up the protein, but it makes it so that my kids aren't eating eggs every morning, right? They might have right. something different, um, you know, or basically I can have pancakes for lunch or for dinner and eggs for breakfast or vice versa. You know, you have options, um, right. but you have something, you, you yeah. look like you're, you're trapped uh-huh. in there. 
Well, I heard somebody uh, somebody was talking about uh, coffee. Christopher was talking about coffee. Um, right. Coffee is one of those tricky things. Not really great great for long term storage. Yes, you can get coffee and stick it in your freezer, and it'll last forever. But uh, you know, hypothetically, you might not have freezer space, and you might not have a fr- working freezer that's gonna uh, you know that's gonna be running all the time for the next 15, 20 years. So uh, one of the terrible options is instant coffee. You can get instant coffee and it lasts forever. Keep it sealed up and it it'll does. last, you know, 15 years you can open that thing up and it'll still be still be right. shitty instant coffee, but it'll be coffee. And it's it'll better be than drinking tea, like uh, like those terrible people on the other side of the ocean. But it is something you can do and you can, uh, you know, you can really, you can have your coffee as long as you need it. And I, I stock up on instant coffee, you know, personally, I, I, you know, I have it and I use it. If I'm in a rush, I use it, you know, put a little, yeah. like, uh, like you said, put a little bit of whiskey in there and it'll taste just like regular shitty coffee. Yeah. See, I, I see this chicory root, uh, as a sub for coffee and you can do that. And it, it, it's mediocre. It's not, not awful, but right. it's not coffee. And it's, it's about as it's probably about as good as instant coffee is. So uh, both of those are, are pretty good options. All right. Now nobody likes the British and like you said, confuse people in their tea. But mm-hmm. I have put the wife in charge of figuring out some kind of plants she can be growing that we can make tea and, and things out of. So far, she hasn't come back with anything that I want to drink every morning. I'm just saying, I'm sticking with the. Coffee uh, well, let me now. let me give you a heads up. I've been I've been drying uh, all my lemon balm out, hanging it up, yeah. and drying it. That's pretty good. It's not not tea, but you can mix it in with tea and and you know kind of stretch that tea a little bit further. Now, tea yeah. if you keep it in a dry, good spot, you got about two years for it. It's really not a okay. long term item. You know what I mean? It's it's something that if you have in your house and the lights go out, that's great. But you have to keep rotating through that that tea in the meantime. You know, that's something that you want to keep up on if if you're really into tea. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Tea. There's. I don't know. There. There's a million places to start here with this. The. Uh, I also like. Um, the morning beverage, I actually have a bunch of, uh, I, Black Rifle has those pretty well vacuum packed bags of coffee mm-hmm. and they sell big, like five pound bags. And I threw those in five gallon buckets with, you know, some moisture packs and whatever. But again, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to keep, you know, I know my, my Patriot Supply does sell the bulk freeze dried coffee. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Um, I do know that you can turn over a lot of stuff like the pancake mix, the rice, the stuff like that, canned meats, that kind of stuff. You can buy, rebuy that like five times and not have that 25 year shelf life. You know what I'm saying? For the same amount of money that you pay for the long term food. So right now, it's pretty realistic that food prices are going to go up. Um, it's pretty realistic to think, Hey, I'm going to probably be able to use some of this stuff. And guess what? I may be able to trade or barter if money's tight with this food, or I just might be able to, you know, help out a friend. Right. I might be able to say, Hey, you know, you came over and and did this work for me. How about I give you a 25 pound bag of rice because money's tight and you know, Hey, that, that helps out. You know what I'm saying? 
So that kind of thing, you know, or, Hey, you know, I have an extra five pounds of coffee and it expires in the next three months. I feel like I don't want to keep it any longer. Let me help you out with that. You have coffee and don't have to spend $50 a month on coffee like I do. And mm -hmm. you can, uh, you know, move on. So these are things you want to be looking at. But uh, there's some other things that are outside the basic food preps, right? So we have we have rice, we have pancake mix. I buy syrup. Syrup does not last. It, it lasts like a year and a half, two years if you buy that corn syrup bullshit that, you know, it's not as pretty before it starts right. to get a little funny. Would I still eat it at three years if that's all I had? Yeah, I would. But, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it something that one of those things that about. right. It'll last a lot longer if you have it sealed up, you know, an open container of, of maple syrup that's not really maple syrup isn't, you know, it's going to go bad a lot faster. Um, right. But keeping it sealed is a, is a big, and I would say that with most food products, you know, the longer you can keep it sealed up in the original container, the better, unless the original container is, is not great. Like, uh, like most bags of rice and things like that, you know, you might want to repackage some of that stuff. Uh, same thing with honey. I wouldn't open that up until you're, you know, until you're really no. getting getting ready to use it. And, you know, it just goes, you know, you just air in, in your food. That's the main thing. Right. And once you expose it to bacteria, that kind of stuff, then, you know, that's what you, you know, you're asking for trouble. But mm -hmm. again, you, you do what you got to do. So there's a couple of things outside the food that you might want to store in order to prepare for a coming food shortage. And that's, it's kind of a, you know, contradiction, yeah. but it makes sense. You know, this is how we prepare. Um, one, you might want to think about getting some cash, silver, gold coins, that kind of thing. Keep right. it on hand cash so that when things start to get ugly, you can go to the store. Um, you can do that kind of thing. Ammo, um, ammo, brass primers, all that stuff has come back down a little bit to reasonable, not cheap, but reasonable prices where you might want to think about, you know, doing that right now. You might want to stock up a little bit. If I didn't have my food situation squared away, I probably wouldn't be moving into the ammo situation right now. Um, right. I would focus on food first. But if I'm like, you know what, Chuck, my my food supply is all pretty good. I'm pretty squared away. I really need to know what I should be doing. Well, guess what? One, you should have a couple grand in cash, like 2000 set aside. Now, if the world you live in, that's completely unrealistic, maybe that number is 500 you set aside. And maybe it takes right. you a couple months to get it there. But you just put mm -hmm. aside a little bit every month and, you know, hey, $200 a month until you build up into a, a reasonable stockpile of money. Having money on hand is nice. Plus, when you see, hey, that four-wheeler is on Facebook yard sale for 1200 bucks, and that's a steal because it's four-wheel drive, you're like, hey, I have money in the safe. I'll be right over there in 10 minutes. Right. See, I'm making your world a better place right now. Um, another thing you might want to consider stockpiling is gas, kerosene, propane, diesel. Don't let right. your propane tank get empty. Don't, you know, if you have some for the grill or if you use it for your heat, that kind of thing, keep it on the fuller end because prices are only going up. Gas. Now, gas doesn't keep that well. Think about stable. Think about rotating it through. Um, right. 
six months to a year if you keep the cans full where um, you basically the reason I say keep the cans full is you'll get humidity and condensation will get in there and right. that moisture will start to mess things up. Uh, but if you keep the can full, there's a lot less of that going on. Um, something to be aware of. But if you're rotating through gas once a year, that's no problem. Um, you don't even really need to worry about stable at that point. Uh, right, you right. should, believe it or not, if for storage, you want non-ethanol gas, although I've heard mixed reviews on that. Um, mm -hmm. The ethanol tends to go bad. I've heard people say the exact opposite. Do your own research. I know I go with non-ethanol if I'm trying to keep it. Right. Um, uh, I would say uh, propane or sorry, uh, diesel, diesel and kerosene. One kerosene is super universal. If you can buy it for about the same price as diesel, you may want to go that way. Uh, right. What right. happens with kerosene is you don't pay the over the road tax because you're not putting it in a vehicle typically. Um, check your vehicle, see if it's, you know, kerosene is an option for, again, an emergency situation when things aren't available. Maybe that's, right. you know, another way you could go. Um, but kerosene will store longer. But diesel, as long as you don't have it in freezing temperatures where it might gel up, diesel will last a good year and a half. Um, I, I, you know, that's something, again, you should be rotating through. Uh, I know I keep several cans for my tractor where I could, I basically keep a year supply of diesel for my tractor and I rotate it mm -hmm. through. And so right. that way it's never more than a year old. I keep it in the barn. It doesn't get that cold in there. Um, that's another thing. Now, another thing you might want to consider would be some storage items, things that you could keep your, your food and stuff. Find a place that has the cheap five-gallon buckets and lids and that kind of thing. Buy several. Buy the plastic storage totes that you can cash items. Again, your budget is going to dictate, you know, what kind of quality and what kind of things you get. But something that's going to keep the mice out of your toilet paper is going to be better than, you know, not spending any money and then coming out and finding all your stuff is useless. Or pulling right. up that bag of rice and it falls out and you see mouse poop all in it, you know, that that's not the way to go. Kevin, more thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about, uh, talk about seed storage. Um, yeah. You know, we get into, we get into these, uh, head spaces of, of storing food and storing, you know, storing different things, but we're not, we're not playing next year. Um, I know this year I had an issue, uh, I wasn't able to grow any spinach this year because I couldn't find any spinach seeds anywhere, which is right. ridiculous. I can find them now, and so I bought them, and I have them for next year. Right. Um, but a lot of people were gardening this year, and they kind of there was kind of a run on seeds when things started coming out. So you there was you didn't have you know every option available that you normally would. So right. you know seed storage and gardening those are both you know big parts of uh, of food storage. Um, you know, <clears throat> I know right now I, I, I haven't even planted potatoes, but I have potatoes growing in my compost bin. You know, those are, those are great things cause they can stay in the ground. You can dig those up whenever. Now, same thing with carrots. You can dig that up in the middle of winter and it'll still be a carrot. Pull it out of there and, and, you know, throw it in the soup. You're ready to go, ready to party. 
a lot of these things are um a lot of these things you know people talk about foraging uh some really good at that really good at, at spotting and identifying plants and and grabbing them and you know mushrooms different things great that's a great skill to have uh, but growing your own food you know will really help you out as far as you being able to pick out what you want to grow and know what it is that's growing there you know what i mean uh, a lot of people can walk rest a potato plant or a carrot and not even realize what's growing right there you know yeah if if you've if you're doing the gardening and you grow these vegetables you'll start seeing these vegetables growing wild you know and you'll get a better idea of what's edible and, and what's not edible. Right. No, I like it. Now, if you're enjoying these pro tips that Kevin's got for you, and, and I have a good one coming up next, but you may want to like mm -hmm. and subscribe if you guys haven't done that. Um, you may want to subscribe to the podcast if you're listening on the podcast or the YouTube channel here. Just saying. That's options you guys might have. So just... Just putting that out there, you know, y'all might want to, uh, you know, do that kind of thing. But um, anyway, here's a pro tip that you guys have been waiting for. Apocalypse happens, end of the world. You're like, you know, I didn't listen to Kevin and Chuck and I did not stockpile any seeds. Where am I going to get any? Well, I used to work at the sewer plant with Kevin. Mm -hmm. And... That is a gold mine of seeds. All the time, those tomatoes were just popping up right out of the poos. Pro yeah, tip. they grow in That's human shit really well. Human shit. You're like, wait, there were tomatoes there the whole time. And, you know, they come with <laughs> extra have tomatoes flavor. and half pot plants. Pot plants. Well, that's where you yeah, live. For you, you kids mystery. that are listening, marijuana used to have seeds in it. It would come with seeds in the bag. Back in the day. And you yep. would, and people would flush those down the toilet. Right, All you kids with your evidence. brownies and your and your fancy shit today, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's They're killing me, right? Um, just saying. Putting that out there. So that's the pro tip. Check out your local sewer plan if you guys need uh, seeds. Um, what else? Uh, so what other kind of food would you be storing Kevin? Is there, there any other that you really like? I mean, I know we, we saw a big shortage on bread. Um, so flour doesn't keep that well. Um, again, that's where your Mylar bags come into play. Uh, again, the freezing kind of helps with, uh, getting rid of any bugs, Mylar bags, then five gallon buckets. Uh, flour is a tough one to store sugar and salt. Tough ones to store. Um, especially salt always comes in those freaking cardboard boxes. Uh -huh. And if there's any kind of humidity or anything like that, it just freaking that nah, turns into a mess. So right. if you can find salt in a great storage container, even better. I mean, obviously we see the small plastic containers. Those are great, but it gets expensive to buy it that way. Um, they do sell big plastic bags of salt, but bottom line, look around. Uh, if you do have a place that you look, you do like curing meat and that kind of thing, there are places that sell the big bulk bags and they're intended to be stored of salt. Mm -hmm. You might do well with that. Um, again, if you're willing to pay more money, depends, you know, what your world's made of, but, uh, they sell sugar in these plastic containers, um, mm -hmm. that you can do. And that's great, but you pay like three times as much. 
So if you can come up with your own plastic containers, shit. I mean, honestly, if you cleaned and dried, you could do gallon milk jugs and fill them with sugar out of a paper bag and store mm-hmm. those. You would be a world better than, you know, somebody else who didn't store any. Um, right. Because sugar, flour, that kind of stuff is going to be awesome in the end of the world. You might want to work that out with your flour. I, I don't know. You'd have to have it like really clean and it, it sounds tough. But look into that. Um, I would also say yeast. Yeast was a big thing when COVID hit. When nobody was able to get bread, um, that was a huge thing. And it just wasn't available anywhere. That's something you want to set aside and store. And Kevin will mention, you know, he carries some yeast in his armpit all the time. Because, you all know, you keep it warm, go. you keep it growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what you learn that at some kind of uh, like Renaissance fair or something. You found out that's <laughs> what they used to do in, in yesteryear. Mm-hmm. It, it turned out the baker would go from town to town and keep the yeast in his armpit. And, and that was, you know, another secret of the pros. So I'm just saying you got to keep your options open. Um, I would also say that. Um, I would look into uh, animals. Animals are another great option for the, you know, inflation, right? So if I have chickens throwing out eggs, now again, you kind of got a free range because these chickens are not that cheap to uh, to um, to right. feed, right? Feed is is expensive and it can kick your ass. So you got to pay attention to what you're doing. But if you can. Like my wife loves to throw out lots of feed. We have bat chickens and Mm -hmm. they're just like living the life of Riley. Right. But in a perfect world, you should have scrawny chickens that are just laying eggs every year and they should be eating the bugs and the ticks and the everything else instead of the nice corn and shit you feed them. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think that's a, that's a, a, a a big step pro tip for anybody, anybody that's got space chickens are really easy really easy to take care of especially if they're free range and you don't, don't mind uh you know a fox snatching one or two every once in a while it happens if, if you're gonna free range there's that stuff outside that that loves to eat chickens but they're you know the amount of eggs that i i have i'm going getting eggs every week and it's only me and my wife you know what i mean we, there's no way i can eat all these eggs and um you know it's it's great right now i can just you know give them neighbors everybody everybody loves getting free eggs but uh when when the time comes and all i've got is it's a lot better to have a couple eggs you know yeah uh goats are another one i i i have never raised a goat i've had goats on i lived on a farm with goats that somebody of they're great animals they eat um they're they're smart like dogs. You know, they're fun animals to, to have around, uh, and they produce a lot of milk. And you know, goat meat is is really it's one of my favorite my favorite types. Goat meat, meat is is and, really you know, just good. Keep that um, yeah, no, that's definitely a uh, way to go there. Um, yeah, rabbits. You guys know I'm always pushing rabbits. Kevin threw a little tribute in his name there. Uh, yeah, one but, thing uh, I one thing I want to I got to put out here because I'm just I'm just fucking sick of it. Every fucking time somebody makes rabbits, everybody starts talking about rabbit starvation. Oh, rabbit starvation! You gotta watch out for 
for rabbit starvation. You know what else causes you to starve? Not having any rabbits at all. Rabbit starvation comes when you're not the appropriate amounts of, of fat and oils. You can do that with a million other things and still get a belly full of protein. Rabbits are a yeah. great survival food. And yeah. uh, everyone acts like it's like you're going to die if you eat rabbits. It's not the case. Rabbits no, are fine. No. A lot of there meat, was they produce, right. they, they just, they're just having babies nonstop, you know, always. Right. And that's what I mean. They reproduce like, you know, they're, they're just, just great for that sort of stuff. And like, rabbits. and yes, it's true that if you yeah. don't eat anything except for rabbits for months, you can still starve yes. to death, but that is true. You're not going to find yourself in many situations where the only food you have is rabbit for months on end. Yeah, but here's the deal. You have the option of no rabbits and no other food or rabbits and no other food. I like the rabbit option. Um, right. I think that actually came from, uh, I, I actually saw it back when it happened. Uh, I, I want to say the first time that kind of became a big push, it was like Bear Grylls or that Survivor mm -hmm. Man show. One of those right. way back. He was out there and he's like, well, you know, you can't just eat rabbit. And actually, he didn't even say that. He was like, look, if you eat just rabbit meat, you're going to die. You're going to still starve to death because you're not getting the fat. So I recommend eating the eyeballs and some of the other organs because that'll give you the fat. And then it works out. But everyone's like, oh, no, I heard him say it. And I mean, he drinks his own pee. So we're good, right? He knows so what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And I say, does he know what he's doing? I, I like that chubby guy. Who said that, that old man who had a show just like that? Is that Survivor Man or one of them? There was another guy who's like, I don't remember. He, he's not drinking his own pee. This uh, There was another guy at the same time. I don't know. And he was just like, yeah, you know, I, I get some of this. I get some of that. But the bottom line is rabbits reproduce like crazy. And they're a great added meat supply. Guess what? Turns out if you stockpile some like chicken bouillon and some rice and you had some rabbits, guess what? You'd be living pretty fucking good. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Living large. Mm -hmm. Things would be a lot better, right? Than if you didn't have rice, rabbit meat. And guess what you could trade for all kinds of good stuff? Rabbit meat. Turns out right. people would be into that. I'm just saying cheap, easy to, to you know raise, easy to deal with. Rabbits are awesome, and my wife is ecstatic about rabbit poop. Um, she's like, oh, I can compost that. That's going to be great. You know, use it in the garden, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. it's that's the kind of thing. You got to realize that, you know, this stuff has, if you use the whole animal, plus the furs, if you figure out what you're doing there, um, turns out you can do a lot of cool things, right? You can use every part of the animal. Turns out it's great for the planet. Instead of all this bullshit that everybody's like, oh, you know, if we, we eat meat, it's going to be the end of the world. Well, you know, m maybe that's ridiculous. All right. That's all I can tell you. Um, a couple of notes. I said OPEC was uh, going to cut back 200 million barrels a day. It's 2 million barrels a day, which is still 2% okay. of the world's oil supply. I just, mm. I, I don't want to put out false information. I kind of <clears throat> did, but now I'm making the correction so y'all can All stay right. calm. Um, Africa was having a big drought. Uh, a lot of people, climate change. Uh, turns out 
I don't know if you guys have seen this, but you've heard about companies can't find good employees. Now, I also want to point out companies aren't paying relative to inflation. And that's why they can't find good employees because everyone's like, yeah, right. I can just not work and, and be just as good. So something to think about. But there is a lot of things going on in the world that are going to drive prices up and cut food production down. And I'm just saying it's coming back. Uh, you know, I started to mention in the beginning of the episode, uh, we have uh, the national debt is insane, right? It, we're over 30 trillion dollars. And basically, the production of goods were not keeping up. Now, what's ironic is, is the Federal Reserve is keeping the interest rate at 5% or around there. The bottom line, that's actually not even where it should be. We're so upside down with inflation that we really need to raise it even higher to kind of bring things back into check and reality. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do that because we'd all freak out. Well, but the problem is they're basically protecting themselves. And here's the bigger secret that nobody wants you to know is if inflate, if the interest rate goes up even higher, we can't afford our debt right now. They're loaning themselves money based on nothing at a 1% interest rate. If it just went up to 2%, we couldn't afford to pay it. That's uh -huh. how insane that is. So they're trying to keep interest rates down to keep the illusion going. And I'm just saying inflation is coming and you guys need to prepare. You need to have your things in order and the best way to have things in order, we can only get so much money, right? We can only bring in so much. But what you can do is you can find ways to take care of yourself. You can find ways to raise your own stuff, to be, you know, that's what we're always trying to do is become more self-sufficient. And that's what it comes down to is, can I take care of myself? And guess what? When you can take care of yourself, you don't need the government. And that's really what it comes down to is to get to a point where we don't need the government. Now, right. obviously, you know, they can go out and we can have policemen and that'll be great, but you get the idea. Now, if you enjoyed this, do us a favor, like, subscribe to the podcast again. Um, I would, uh, and you know, to the YouTube comments, we love to hear them. They also actually help spread the word. Because uh, mm -hmm. it ends up growing the uh, credibility. So if you have something to say, definitely, you know, feel free to reach out. Uh, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Uh, we do respond to emails. Uh, you also may want to uh, check out our website. It's preppingbadass.com. And there we have a link to the uh, to the podcast. We also have some badass gear. We have some cool shirts. We have some cool things that you could be wearing, help support the brand, you know, help build the popularity. Um, you also, we have an email list you can sign up. Turns out Facebook, YouTube, they don't like guys who talk about guns. They don't like guys who kind of are anti-government. They're always kind of, especially Facebook, is always kind of put the hammer down and be like, oh, you guys are just spreading fear. And, you know, they're trying <clears throat> to shut us down. So if you want to stay connected, you probably want to get on the email list and sign up over there. Otherwise, I would say, oh, you I know what? 
Got Go one out. more thing uh, before we wrap Go ahead. up. Yeah. Uh, talking about food and food storage and stuff. I, I just wanted to um, wanted to touch. I want to talk real quick about one of my favorite recipes. Um, we got different you know stuff in here. So so uh, listen up. You can try this this weekend. Um, so you're gonna want to start with uh, four chicken thighs, right? And you're gonna marinate it. You're gonna marinate it for about a half hour with uh, with Nyquil. You're gonna want to get the cherry flavored Nyquil. Cherry. And then you put yeah. it in a cooking dish, fifty, for three minutes with aluminum foil over the top. You're gonna wait until that Nyquil gets like real thick, you know, real thick and syrupy. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, you take out everybody. Gets it's one chicken breast. If you get a little bit sleepy, that's normal. It's got the um, chicken has that stuff that that uh, turkey has in it. They, they, that's probably where it's coming from. But um, you know, I like to add a little bit of clove in there. Uh, it, it gives it a nice, nice flavor. So, um, you know, cooking tip, pro tip for me. That, that only that's all I got right. for the day. All right. So with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.